I want to say a few words about uh, stable awareness or focused awareness. Uh, there's a lot to say here, so if you are more interested uh, into details, you can listen to a course I gave last year in Malmö. It's called uh, Stable Attention, so it's like eight evenings and the recordings are available. And there I go much more into detail. Firstly, it's good to understand or to become interested in focused awareness. In this, you know, depending on where you're coming from, different, uh, different options uh, to become interested. Uh, I guess more or less we are all still a bit caught into the productivity madness and so there's a lot of reasons in our life if we want to be more productive, more creative, more flexible as a leader in our work, uh, in our relationships, uh, that uh, focused awareness is essential, is an essential factor. And uh, if it helps to look a bit into the mindfulness research, so then, then do that, so that you kind of, that you know why you're doing it, and uh, you, you can convince uh, the productivity junkie to jump, uh, to, um, to support you in the project. Yeah. So you can use that uh, madness in a, in a good way, cultivating a healthy skill, because you understand, if I do that, I will make more money. Of course, at that level, it wouldn't be spiritual practice, but it's still good. Then if we move more towards uh, cultivating uh, wholesome qualities, so whatever your practices, uh, you know, yoga, mm, loving-kindness meditation, uh, or if you are interested in relating more deeply to people, particularly if you work with people, then again, uh, stay, focused attention is, is essential. If you do a loving-kindness meditation without focused attention, you're actually not doing the loving-kindness meditation. You're doing something else. You still hold the banana, and you might not even be aware of it. If you work with people, of course, if you give massage or you, uh, you coach or you mentor people, the most important ingredient there is actually uh, focused awareness, your presence, your openness. Uh, lovingly ignore your stuff and be present for the other person. And being aware if you lose it, if you're actually not there for your child, but you're busy with something else, or you're not present with your client, but you are doing something else in your mind. And you become aware of that and you bring your attention back to what is important to you in that moment. So cultivating uh, focused attention is uh, learning how to stay engaged with, which, which what, with that which is really important for you in that moment. And it is a skill we all have but uh, we can, there's room for improvement, there's room for, for growth, particularly in our age where we are you know, jumping around all the time uh, into entertainment, into input. And that, that capacity is undermined through, our, uh, through the way we live. But we can, we can cultivate it. From a... a from, from the perspective of non-dual meditation or relaxing or melting into essence love, again, they are uh, focused attention, focused awareness is, uh, is very important in order to uh, broaden the glimpses. Yes, we have these whispers of love, but then they are gone because we grab a banana. 
So if we want to really deepen our experience of the gap between our problems, between our thoughts, uh, we need to have uh, focused, focused awareness. We need to be able to stay engaged with essence love, with openness, with peace. So focused awareness is, uh, is uh, cultivating the capacity to choose what you want to have in the foreground of your in the foreground of your awareness and staying engaged with it. Keep on playing with it, keep on dancing with it. So here it's quite helpful to get a sense of the foreground and the background. So the background, another word for the background is also called peripheral awareness. So we have focused awareness and we have peripheral awareness. So I give you an example. So now I bring into my visual, in my visual field, I use the visual field, I bring you into the foreground. Yeah? So you are my meditation object. So that means, <coughs> and that is focused attention. <coughs> focused attention makes it possible that I perceive details. So I, I can see you more deeply. I can, I can feel you also. And but that does not mean that you all disappear. You all are still there. But you are in peripheral awareness. What that means is, I can't get the others. Because you know, our mind is only for our mind it is only possible to keep one object within focused awareness. So that, then, that also then makes Vipassana practice possible. And I can do it only with one object. The rest is lovingly ignored. I see, I see you, like until I see, I see even you, yeah. But no details. I can't, I can catch how you feel, because my my awareness is with him. And it is with him because I choose it, and I have reasons for it. I know what I'm doing, and I stay. So all this is peripheral awareness and this is focused awareness. So now let's imagine this is actually my mind and you're presenting different processes which are happening in my mind. So what is happening in my mind is the stream of sense data and what my conceptual mind does with the stream of sense data. So there's thoughts, there's feelings. Yeah? Sorry, I, I just keep... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, um, I consciously choose the man. <laughs> so, let's, let's say you are like you know, the different processes. So, like, there's the inner judge, you know, there's uh, uh, you know, another banana, there's the discomfort in my right knee. Uh, so, let's say you... you you kind of you symbolize the different processes which are happening within my experience all the time. And they can happen. So, but you know, I keep my awareness there. So, if you start to move, yeah, I, 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 I kind of, I, I notice it, okay, there's some movement, but I stay engaged with, with him. So now, flexible awareness, which I will talk more deeply tomorrow, uh, is to have the flexibility. If you kind of, you like something is happening, like you start to cough and you're about to have a heart attack or something, yeah? <laughs> of course, then, and that's the, the value of peripheral awareness. So peripheral awareness can't say details, but it has that capacity to alert you when something is, is happening which it is worth to pay attention to, otherwise someone is in danger or you, you yourself. And so it's a certain alertness. 
which we don't want to close down. We actually, within the cultivation of focused uh, awareness, is also a, a, a more um, a, a, a more refined and balanced awareness of what is happening else. You know, some people they have the idea of focus awareness means like this. <laughs> this is concentration. We don't concentrate. This is something completely different. The, my body and my mind is completely relaxed and I'm aware and this is good because you know maybe there is someone who needs my attention more than you. So flexible awareness would mean okay you start to cough something is happening and I I'm aware of that and I make the decision to ch to change my meditation object. So I'm aware of what is happening. So it's just like uh, yeah that would be uh, uh, like this kind of jumpy mind. But I make the decision and then I slowly withdraw my focus attention from him. He goes into peripheral awareness, so I'm still aware and I pay attention to you. And then everything else goes into peripheral awareness and I get you. And then if there's something I can do uh, or something I can give, so then, then I pay attention to you. Yeah? Then quite often in meditation what happens then let's say you are the uh, the pain in my right shoulder <laughs> sorry <laughs> so one thing can happen when i start to pay attention to you that you calm down because you got what you needed you got my attention and that's fine yeah so you kind of you settle down uh, of course i I, my, my intention would be to uh, pay attention to you in a loving way, and so and that would that would calm you down. Why? So that this, because uh, I give you the attention you need. So and then that moment I can then say, okay, so she's fine. Let's go back to my prim primary meditation object, which could be the breath, or which could be sound, or which could be taste, or what could, which which could be a relationship to a person. It could be music, it could be a tree I am looking at. It does not matter what, what the object is. So, and then I, I keep on going. So, so then, suddenly I, I, I feel an emotional discomfort in my body. Some fear creeps up. Okay, so peripheral awareness, okay, there's fear. I might give it a label, you know, so fear. I, 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 I see you there, yeah. Ah, it's it's okay, yeah. So it's not. Uh, I can still lovingly ignore it. I'm aware of it, but it feels okay. But at one point, that fear is calling louder, louder. So and in that when that happens, I a fight starts, a struggle starts. I kind of yeah, but yeah, but yeah. So and that makes meditation very frustrating. You start a kind of inner war with that which is competing for your attention and that what you decided to pay attention to. So in that moment, again, flexible awareness. So you make that which at this moment seems to be a hindrance or an obstacle or something that shouldn't be there, and you suffer because you resist, you turn around and you pay attention to your fear. And this might be, then for the rest of your session, your fear might be the primary meditation objects. And then, and then you bring the vipassana techniques into that, so you start to explore the fear, you become curious about the fear. So that is, uh, uh, so what the primary meditation object uh, is, you know, there we, we will experiment, so what, what kind of... Object would you be interested in? What makes sense to you? Yeah? So what what is joyful for you? Where are you curious about? Mm -hmm. uh, but if I offer, uh, if I make a suggestion, like in the next meditation, I will make the suggestion uh, to make the sensation in your hands the primary object. So then you just go along. But in the end, it's for your own practice. You need to find your your objects the ones which you like to dance with. 
So there's several factors here uh, which help us uh, to stay engaged with what is important to us. The first one I already mentioned is the intention. And the intention needs to be cultivated through you knowing why you are doing it and how to do it. So there, there needs to be some study happening there. And you need to convince the different team members of your mind to, to, to join you. And if you, at one point, you will have managed that all the team members of your mind, they will join the project. That's called unifying the mind. Yeah. The rebel, the judge, they will all at one point say, well, this is a good thing. Let's join the team. And that, this is what you want because any kind of conflict within your team members uh, sucks conscious energy. It's, it's tiring. That kind of meditation is tiring. But when everyone, move, when everyone joins, then there's a lot of conscious energy there. So your mind becomes um, more... more more powerful, say it like that. Uh, so that's one. Another important ingredient here is curiosity. If your mind becomes curious about the meditation object, shamatha is a piece of cake. And what I mean here with curiosity is a kind of childlike curiosity. It's like this fascination of a child, you know, like, I mean, they can be in contact with a stick like this for hours because it's fresh for them, it's new for them, it's fascinated. They are in awe with a stick. And we say, oh, this is a stick, I have seen it before. Uh, so to try to uh, to awake that that curiosity, wow, this is... Yeah. So, and, and I will try to uh, give you some 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 hints how how you for yourself can spark again that child that childlike beginner's mind it is also called in the Zen tradition. Yeah, this fascination. So it's like if you if you are bored by the breath, then it's very hard to have a breathing meditation. But if you love your breath, if you're fascinated, when you, if you're in awe of the breath, then it's like being in awe of uh, someone you are attracted to. You, you don't need to concentrate. You can't, you can't, I mean, your mind is going there. Once your, your mind wants to know that person, hold that person, stay, in, stay engaged with that person does not feel like work at all. So similar, we can gently, I mean, we can't force it, we can nurture that kind of curiosity. And for example, when this morning when I said, I'm breathing, I'm alive, that would be something like that. Or imagine this is, you feel this the first time, which you actually do, because each breath is different. It's a, it's a landscape, and you have not discovered even the beginning of that landscape. There's people who explore that landscape for their whole life and they still discover unknown territory. Another is gratefulness. Yeah, so you could, you could remember a time when it was difficult to breathe. You know, those of you who know breathing problems like asthma or you know, when you have uh, an, an affection in the lungs. And, and the struggle with the breath, and then, uh, and then the day when it starts to relax, and you can finally just breathe again. It's like wow! It's like drinking nectar. It's like I mean, what's the meaning of life? Breathing. That's enough. So these are like little, little things you can, you can uh, drop into the, into the mix. So that your that your that your mind stays curious. Yeah. Uh, so curiosity, then are uh, gentleness. You know, this the, no, I I I, I try to uh, point to this you know, when we touched ourselves and also 
exploring different ways to move your body in a gentle nurturing way and in a mechanical kind of riding a donkey way you know like the body is the donkey and you kind of it needs to be fit it needs to be slim uh, it needs to be beautiful this is kind of an attitude some people have to their body yeah it's like a thing which is there for you for for making you more attractive and more productive and making more money yeah so that's one way to relate to the body the other way is to move and eat and take care of the body in a loving, tender, caring way. So maybe th this is uh, uh, this, this is uh, good enough. Uh, in the process of staying engaged With the, with the primary meditation object, um, uh, what is that? What I wanted to say. Ah, yeah. There is something else uh, which gets trained, and that is introspective awareness. So, introspective awareness is your capacity to be aware what's going on in your mind. It's a kind of, it's, it's also called alertness. So with time, uh, you become more quickly aware if you are not engaged with the object anymore. In the beginning, it's like this. So breathing meditation, and then she makes a, a move. <laughs> and, uh, and, and you are engaged with her, but you actually didn't notice. You forget the object. No, it's called forgetting. It's like, and in the end, when I, when I do like this, and it's like kind of a waking up, and you remember, hey, yeah, right. This was supposed to be a breathing meditation, and I did a banana meditation. <laughs> But you were not aware, because... Uh, introspective awareness has not uh, has not uh, nurtured, has not been nurtured enough. But but that's something which will and and of course that by the way is also one one reason why it's so interesting to uh, work with focused awareness because you just become more aware what's going on and you become more aware of what do you pay attention to and is that what you pay attention to, actually what you want to pay attention to. Because what you pay attention to makes you feel how you feel about a person, about a situation, about yourself. So if you, out of, you know, that has certain reasons, uh, personal reasons, but also evolutionary reasons, we have this tendency in us to pay attention to that which is wrong. And then we feel it. Then, then, then we look at that which is wrong in ourselves, for example. And this becomes the reality for us because we pay attention to it and, and we believe in it. And, and we, we, are, we are not aware of what we are doing. And also all the other stuff which is also there is not being noticed. Like, uh, you, know, you could sit in this room and just look at the mistakes, you know, like, you know, a builder, you know, how could you like the, you know, it's, it looks shabby, isn't it? I mean, they should paint the wall, you know, they rent us this room, they should pay, they should take care of this room, it looks horrible. Actually, if I think about it, I don't feel comfortable here. Yeah. So, and then this room becomes for me a shabby room <coughs> through the way I pay attention. So through, through introspective awareness, I, be, I become aware, oh, oh, this is what I'm doing. I'm looking for mistakes. Okay. What else can I pay attention to? Do I want to pay attention to the mistakes? Is it useful? Sometimes it's useful. 
But is it useful now? And how does it make, make me feel when I pay attention to the mistakes? Could I choose to pay attention to that are the, the other things, the light coming in, the, the floor? I mean, the floor is so nice. Yeah? It's well done. So that's, that's introspective awareness, peripheral awareness and focused awareness. One thing we need to talk about is this dullness. Yeah? Because one of, the, uh, one of the experiences and one of, one of the, uh, the experiences happening for us, uh, which we... Uh, which we are trying to uh, have a good relationship with is dullness. And I can see it's so much happening right now. And this is how, how, how it is. And so the, it's, it's nothing, you know, there's nothing wrong with you, or it doesn't, you know, it's not like you should fight it or something like this. Uh, so, and I, but I will talk about this more deeply this afternoon. For now, uh, it's always, of course, good to start with acceptance because when you struggle with dullness, struggle always needs energy and will make you more tired. Any kind of struggle in meditation will make you tired. So if you struggle with dullness, you go into more dullness and then you go into sleepiness and then you fall asleep. Uh, so this this kind of befriending, you know, befriending what is happening for you, it has reasons that that there's dullness, that you feel tired, that you feel exhausted, and in that way, it's a good information because then you could think, hmm, is there something I can change in my life? Where do I struggle too much, or where do I rest more? Where do I need to rest more? What are the inner Inner, inner conflicts which drain me. Yeah? Where am I unhappy in my life? Where do I compromise too much? Do I sleep enough? Do I have enough exercises? How do I eat? Do I take care enough of myself? So, so in that way, our body is a good, uh, you know, is a wise advisor. Uh, so the main thing about uh, you know, dullness is rest and sleep. Just sleep more. If you fall asleep here, it's good. It's fine. Because you know, that's what you need. And then this afternoon I will give some other you know, possible gestures, movements within the work of dullness within the relationship to dhanas. Okay, so that's it. Quite long, but yeah. yeah. So I will uh, guide you now a bit into playing with this and, and then we will do a walking meditation and then again uh, sitting. As you already do now, this is adjusting the posture remembering the exploration of the standing posture. So it's allowing the body to settle into alignment with gravity. A shift from the head into the body. short invocation of our mentors to bring some warmth and wisdom into the into this room
And then I invite you with the next in-breath to slide down your right arm into your hand, into your right hand. And it's a, it's a gentle, slow sliding into the palm of your hand. There is some breath awareness, but the primary meditation object is the energy in your hand, the sensation that's in your hand. It can be a sense of breathing into your hand or breathing through your hand, but the primary focus is on the sensations. you might not feel much, then make that the meditation object, the not feeling much. So I notice, get a sense of how it is to take an object more into the foreground. engaged. If you notice that you build up tension in your face or in your belly or in your shoulders, you soften. So it is a gentle holding of the primary meditation object. Neither to, o- neither to open nor to, f- not to, not to close. Notice that in peripheral awareness there's all kinds of stuff happening, which you lovingly ignore. It's a way to let your mind be playful with the hand. You can bring some gratitude into it. I have a hand, I can feel a hand, a hand with which I can touch, I can hold, I can write, I can speak with. Thank you, hand. I'm going to miss you. And now that you're here, you're worth to be noticed. You're worth to be acknowledged. Breathing, it's close, but also still in peripheral awareness. So here the meditation object is not the mental image of the hand. So if you if you have a, the mental image, see if you can really go towards the chi, the prana, the energy, the sensations in the palm of your hand, in the fingers, top of your hand. The bare sensations. And then if you notice that you are engaged with something else, without frustration, You fall back, you drop back. Into your hand. Softening the body. Relaxing your awareness. 
which of the sensation in your hands, hand is most distinct. So you focus in onto that a bit. So that's another skill we train. Focus in, focus out. So focus in where in your hand the sensations are most distinct. Focus out again into the whole hand. And then you focus in where you don't feel anything or where you do where you seem to feel not anything. You focus in there. Let go of the mental image of the hand. So now there might be a sense that you are sitting up in your head and you're kind of looking down onto your hand. That's of course fabricated because you're not sitting in your head. So if, if that is the sense, try to relax that and feel the sensation in the hands where they are. Not from above, but where they are, kind of from inside. probably thoughts competing and you need to give up the hope that you find home in your thoughts. It's not there. No thought will bring you home. So give up thinking as the primary source of security and problem solving. Give up thinking. Most of it is crap. Notice how there is nothing stable in your hand. It's moving, changing. It's energy. Your hand is energy. It is. So now try to find something in your hand which you have not felt yet in this meditation. Imagine that this is the most fascinating exploration ever. Getting to know the Mount Everest is nothing compared to this. Yeah, then it is returning, staying, noticing when you are paying attention to something else and staying, unless it's really worth to pay attention to something else. And thoughts for sure aren't.
So now we focus out a bit and I invite you to bring your awareness to both of your hands at the same time. <clears throat> so you do it gently in your own pace. So breathing into both hands or breathing through both hands. And just noticing what happens if you do that. And again, the mental, the, the object is not the mental image. Relaxing the sense that you are up in your head, looking down. Feeling the aliveness in your hands. So without the mental image, can you find the boundaries between the hands? Do the hands feel different? It's a different feeling tone, different energy in your right and left hand. And can you find the boundary without using mental images. And feel the sensation where they are, not from above, where they are. Notice if the awareness is quite dull, or is there some awakeness, some alertness. You can't change that, but you can be aware of it. Notice the difference between the foreground and the background. So if there's something which um, is really competing, uh, we will do that tomorrow particular, but even now, you know, give yourself the permission then to relax and invite that which is competing for your attention and make it part of your meditation object so that the struggle decreases. And then notice that whatever is there, 
in the foreground that it is flowing, moving, changing, vibrating. Even coming and going. Stay. Give up thinking. There is a strong pull towards the banana. Just notice that pull, allow it. It's, it's something to accept. It's, an, it's not a sign that you are doing something wrong. It's just happening. You can be aware of it. It's okay. It's okay that you can't let go of that banana. So now, uh, gently, we focus out. So I invite you to bring your awareness into your whole body. And notice how your hands slowly drift into peripheral awareness. And you're breathing with the whole body from the toes to the top of your head. In particular, pay attention to the back of your body. The spine, the skin, maybe you can feel the cloth on the skin. Maybe there's some air, movement of air, the temperature. So you pay attention to the whole body with a bit of emphasis to the back. And then we open our awareness into the surroundings. So you start to become aware of the room, particularly in your back. The sounds, and then you go out into the surroundings, particularly in the back. What's the furthest sound you can hear? Open panoramic awareness. Without particular paying attention to one thing. Just openness. Meditating with the heart like the sky.
being the sky. There's a lot of space. There's thoughts and there's still a lot of space. There's vastness. And there's sensations and there's vastness. And there's sounds. And still there's vastness. below you, above you, around you. Vastness is still, ocean of calm. And only if you find yourself entangled into the stream of thinking, <coughs> you return a bit to focused awareness. Stabilizing yourself with a sensation, a sound, something you see, and then you again you can relax into panoramic awareness. If this is uncomfortable for you or too much, it's like it's confusing, and of course you stabilize yourself with an anchor, the breath, the sensation in your hand, sound, a pleasant or unpleasant feeling. So now walking meditation, the fourth posture, and again, none of these postures is more holy than the other. In some traditions, the walking meditation is equally an awakening tool than the sitting meditation. It's not like, yeah, the real meditation is this, and then we walk a bit to get some fresh air to do the real meditation. It's, it's not like that. It's, it's equal. But we will discover, some of us will discover mm, walking meditation, or it's too much, I'm, I'm getting distracted, I'm getting into the thinking. Instead of being mindful, I like to give my life, like, uh, I'd like to give my lecture, I, I like to give myself lectures about mindfulness when I walk, something like that. And for some people, they will notice, wow, yeah, it's much easier for me to be uh, stable within movement. It's much, it's much more easy for me to be present within movement. 
but also like sitting meditation, walking meditation, needs a time of playing and experimenting with it. It's not like okay, the, no, it's it's like an ongoing an ongoing exploration how you can create a walking meditation for you which feels nurturing and meaningful. It takes time, sometimes years. It happens quite often that people who attended retreats for years uh, suddenly say, wow, yeah, now I get the walking meditation. So there's many different styles of walking meditation, different ways to do it. So there's... uh, and I, 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 let's see you know what with what kind of in, in instructions come. Yeah, I will give you some basic guidelines now uh, to start with. So walking meditation is not the same as going for a walk. It's also good, particularly in the practice of natural awareness, going for a walk is fantastic. Uh, but here uh, is something else. So wa- here the walking meditation uh, we're doing right now is part of cultivating focused awareness. Yeah. Uh, so what the object is, the anchor is different, can be different. Uh, in the Thai forest tradition, what they do often is to make the main Focus the sensations of touching the earth with the feet. Yeah. So that would be what you bring into your into into the foreground. Touching touching yeah. touching the feet. As if you're touching the earth with your hands, you know, with the same sensitivity. You know, your feet have the same sensitivity as your hands. You can touch the earth with the same gentle healing energy with your hand and with your feet. Of course, I guess we, we are not going to walk bare feet, then it's a bit easier, but um, so it's possible. But also, you know, you know the, combined with the breath, or if you want to uh, um, kind of bring the breathing attention into it, but also sound yeah so you can also part of the walking meditation you can bring sound into the foreground or you can bring smell into the foreground or you can bring uh, what you see in the foreground like you can pause and look at a tree or you know at something but you know what you're doing so it's not like oh no but it's like so you, you, you are aware of what is in the foreground. You are aware of what you pay attention to. And uh, so that's like one benefit of focused meditation, uh, focused attention or focused awareness is there comes a joy with it. There is a joy in just the simple fact of being present. So what's the meaning of life in that moment? The... the this question does not arise because this moment is so full, so vibrant, so mysterious that that is enough. No further question. What's the meaning of life when you, when you are engaging with a tree? That question does not come. So there is, a, there is this, this, this innate joy accessible for us which comes if we pay close attention so what we are going to do is you know around the house you will choose a path of 15 20 meters and then you will walk down back and forth that path and just do it like i say yeah so I'm the I'm the captain. <laughs> yeah. Of course if you do walking meditation on your own you can walk in circles and walk backwards and you know jump and and all all that things. But uh, uh so to kind of play with some of the instructions which are time tested they are not just like made up now. 
it's sometimes helpful to do to just follow the instruction to to get to know something else. So 15, 20, 30 meters. There's uh, you can play with the pace. So you know if if a very slow pace feels just too constrained, like oh shit, this is horrible. I'm in a prison. Yeah. So then then you then you just move a bit bit more. Yeah. So you you go more into the flow, and then you experiment again with going more slow. Yeah? So. You start by um, uh, taking some time uh, of, uh, with a standing posture. So, uh, you know, relaxed uh, in, uh, in, uh, in walking meditation, it's a bit easier to allow space into the meditation because you connect with the space. So you're, you're, it's like, uh, and of course it helps with dullness. The fresh air and the movement. So that's also, you know, if you have your own daily practice, don't don't just space out and you know in a kind of dull space. Then just either go sleep or do a walking meditation or stand up or do some yoga. Yeah. Uh, but here, so you have to then fall asleep. But, so that's also a, a possibility to not swallow. Yeah, I'm actually quite okay. I'm much, I'm much fresher than I thought while I, uh, when I was sitting in the room. Yeah? There's actually much more energy here as I thought. The gaze is unfocused. Yeah? So like the open gaze. I will say something about that at one, one point. And then you start to walk. And... You can start very slow, yeah, and you make small steps so that you don't get into the, yeah, so small steps, and then it's a bit difficult, of course, in front of twenty people to be relaxed, but so yeah, but then of course now I feel a bit tense, yeah, so I try to control my movement too much, and that's a bit unpleasant. But it's fine, it's just I'm aware of it. So, yeah, wow, that's interesting. Yeah. And natural. I mean, we all would feel like that, or most of us. So, I have a bit of attention to my breath. So, there's a kind of feeling to breathe into the feet. So, and then I walk like this, you can do it even more slow, yeah? and so if you make the primary focus a sensation in your feet, then there's always contact with the earth, so there's the foot and the, the lifting, and then I start to touch the earth again, I bring my attention there, I roll the feet, the foot, the other one goes up, so I'm then aware of that. And uh, again here, you're going to miss walking, definitely. And it's going to happen. Yeah. We're all getting older, and now we can just all get up and walk. And it's fantastic. I wish everyone could still walk. And then we turn around. <coughs> Maybe you want to pause a moment, take in a bit more the, the landscape, also the people around you. So it's not like a private thing, we're doing this together. And then uh, you do the same until the end. So if that feels a bit too much, I mean, it's also, it also sometimes it makes sense to kind of just notice the, oh shit, what I'm doing here, it's a waste of time, you know, it's slow, I need to run, I need to move. It's like, wow, no, I wonder why I came, this is horrible, and it's cold, it's raining, I would be, I would prefer to sit inside and drink a cup of tea, and here I am, and I can't do it. 
and I don't understand for what this is good for. Yeah, so that's amazing. I mean, it's better than Netflix. Yeah? <laughs> and it's 3D. It's like advanced technology. Yeah? <laughs> it comes with smell and sound and feelings and thoughts and everything. I mean, no Netflix series can compete with that. Yeah, and then if you, but if if then, you know, sometimes it does not make sense. It's like a struggle, complain, complain. Uh, so then you you just uh, move a bit quicker. So you know, in the they have this in the center vision, yeah? uh, where they actually walk after another, like in a circle, yeah? and then and it gets quicker and quicker, yeah? and then yeah, and then. Um, and then the, the focus is more like on the flow, yeah? on the flow of the movement. So obviously you can't notice the sensation in your feet so much, but you make the, the flow of the movement, you make that what you bring into the forecourt. Yeah? And of course there is uh, always pleasure in movement. So this could be also a bit of a, you know, just releasing some of the tension, some of the stuckness. There's some uh, the, the movement. It's like almost like a massage. You know? Okay, so let's do that for 20 minutes. Ah, so this is not a break. Yeah. Uh, so no coffee, no tea. Also, you you don't need to go to toilet every hour. Yeah. So in 45 minutes uh, we will have a break, and then you can go to toilet and. Yeah, and so and so on. Yeah, of course. I mean, if you need to go <laughs> urgently, but I'm just saying. So if you feel ah, oh, I need to have a break. I need to go to the toilet. That's the, that's interesting because it's a sign that some somehow you struggle too much. Why do you need to go to the toilet to have a break? Why don't you have to break here sitting? Yeah. Uh, so the best would be just. You know, in your own pace, get your clothes, put on your shoes, and just go out. Yeah? And then if you do something else, then at least be aware of what you're doing, what is happening, and why you are doing.